Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> Welcome to Golden Boards. As always, I butchered the intro. I have yet to figure this out. Bear with me. One day. Well, we're, yeah, getting one we're, we're getting it. We're getting it. You know what? At this point, we just we just might as well go it. We may not be the record of show, but no, we are. No, show of record. Oh, what are you doing? Oh. Just let me go with it. Just <laughs> let me go with it. We may not be the show of records, but we are. The most entertaining. <laughs> uh, as oh. always, I'm your host, Gio. With me, Phil, Brad Crosley. How's it oh, going, everyone? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anything happen? Anything to talk about? Not much to talk about this week. No? Nothing? I was, I mean, we were all in my household. I went to my wife and I said, did you hear? And she, she looked up from TikTok. She looked up. And then sort of indifference reigned over her as I came down to record and I texted a buddy of mine and he said, you're going to talk about what's going on, on on walls and balls tonight. And I said, not the name of the show, but nope. it should be. So now the show is called walls and balls forever. Walls and balls. <laughs> That's, That's a whole nother show. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Jack, we did make it on time, and uh, I'm assuming that's Philly. What's going on? How's it going? What's up, Philly? Walls and balls. Walls and you balls. Know. You're listening to Walls and Balls. <laughs> spinoff show. It's, it, it is a spinoff Not the show, show of record. No. Not, walls and balls not. is not. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, there, there's a lot actually happening this week, and... You know, let's just dive right into it, man. There's not no sugar coat it. And it and it and it's crazy because we might have had a different show had we gone live a few hours before. <laughs> I mean, you wanted to talk about the world mini football. Yeah. I did. I did. Do we do Which, we still have to talk about that? Mexico and US didn't obviously make it to the playoffs or the I'm uh, sorry, the finals, so let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> we predicted it. Well no we didn't. But anyways, no. so let's dive into it. Trades. The biggest one offhand, right off the bat, Frank Tayu to Utica and Miatovich to uh, Miatovich and uh, Quinton shift to Swift Empires. Swift, sorry. Yep. Former Reactions. Blast player too, right? Former yes. Blast player. Yes. Yeah. Reactions. Phil. Okay. So I first saw it, and okay, back even further at the combine. There was rumors that this thing started to, and you know, you, you kind of got a sense that it was being worked on, and and I imagine everyone wanted to tie it up during the combine. Didn't happen, right? Then, you know, sort of the rumor mill swirled. Other teams uh, in the East sort of got in, and it sort of became a bit of a uh, bidding war. Maybe I don't know. That seems a bit much or, or a bit over dramatic, but. Um, you know, in the end, he, he Frank Tayu, a four-time MVP, um, whose whose goal numbers are comically silly, like they're <laughs> so good. Um, he's in Utica, and honestly, he's probably uh, the biggest match winner that this team has had, certainly since I've been around. Right, that first year uh, from Syracuse to Utica, Bo was a match winner, Slav was a match winner, but they don't, they haven't had anyone of this quality. In, in since I've been around. So we're going to take the trade. My, my first reaction is 
Utica turned half a season of Stefan Miatovich into Frank Bleep and Tayu. Like, that's a deal. That is a huge deal for Utica, right? But there's another side to it too, right? And the other side of it is there's no there's no defense now on this team, right? They sort of are 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 wildly imbalanced um going forward. So it's going to be now, you know, when we do these things, oh, this winner, loser trades, I kind of think both teams won, um, if I'm honest with you, but if Utica can't figure out this defensive side, you know, it's going to look like empire for the victory here. So, so, um, Brad, I, I know you got, I know you got something to say, but just, just, just real quick on the initial reaction. Why, why do you think fans are freaking out a little bit? Yeah, Phil, uh, not the, not the reaction I was expecting from some Utica fans. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the, the league, part of the league's charm, right, is you get attached to the players because you get to talk to the players and interact with the players, right? And Frank has a little history here at the Adirondack Bank Center. The last time he was here, he got sent off, you know, for what was, uh, you know, it looked like a stomp uh, on somebody's ankle. We covered it on under review. Um, we both sort of thought it was a red card, even though there's no spikes on it. Still, still a red card, right? So, you know, this is a tiny town. It's, it's not very big. People get connected to players very quickly here. Um, so I think right now that that reaction is sort of, um, you know, uh, is 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 kind of, you know, it, 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 they're they're miss they're missing the player that they are connected to. But I think once Frank scar- starts scoring goals for Utica, and and they'll come, you know, there's no question about that. Um, you know, I, I think opinion will turn. And that is the opinion of record. Oh, uh, that's funny. That's, that's going to be a theme all night, I think. I, I think, think so. it is It is going to be a theme because we are trying to set records here. Uh, that was bad. Uh, that was bad. <laughs> I tried. I tried to jump on the bandwagon, but it's all good. So so you mentioned a possible bidding war to Frank, right? And, and little secret, somehow Baltimore was involved with that. Um, was just one of the bidders really is what it comes down to. But but what does it mi- mean to miss out on Frank Tayu, Brad? Like, how big is this? Uh, you mean from a Baltimore perspective? Yeah. Um, I Believe it or not, and it's hard to say when you're talking about someone with a pedigree like Frank Tayu, but I actually don't think it's that big uh, just because of Kind of the direction Baltimore wants to go here moving forward. Um, you know, we haven't gotten much information from Baltimore yet as far as roster moves or anything like that. But it has been pretty well publicized the last couple of weeks from Coach Bascom and Ed Hale, the owner, that Baltimore is going faster and younger this year. And I don't know if that necessarily fits the bill when you're adding a, you know, mid-30s striker even to the caliber of Frank Tyu. So I don't necessarily know if that was going to fit into the plan anyways. Um just backtracking really quick to the trade. I think it's an interesting one. I couldn't agree with Phil Moore that Utica got Frank Tyu for 
half a season of Miatovich. I would totally agree with you. Um, you know, the guy has been on six teams in seven seasons. Uh, in those seven seasons, he only played 53 games. So um, you can look into that however you want to look at it. Um, <laughs> uh, so on the surface, I think Utica came out ahead, but we'll see moving forward. You know, these, you never know with these trades how that works. Um, and again, to Phil's point, how can Utica balance this defensively? Uh, as we know, they've struggled with giving up goals uh, in bunches. So, um, yeah, we'll see how kind of how, how that plays out for them. By the way, in our chat, it's 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 some fire going on talking about Chicago Mustangs, Sea Wolves. I love it. So I, I, I love the history. I've got Frank Tayu's game log up too, right? And all I did was control F for blast games, right? Because they make it impossible to do some to do math, right? So I've got five games. Now this is all back in napkin math, right? We got five games versus the blast for Frank, right? Two goals, three goals. All right, only two games. Two games, five goals. Wait, wait, wait. Oh man, Hang on. we are just phenomenal. <laughs> Makes it hard to look, but he eats versus the blast, right? Which I think is going to help. Utica too, especially if Baltimore, who are Utica's biggest rivals, are changing over the roster, right? So a healthy dose of Santana is no more. A healthy dose, you know, of Dos Santos back in the day, right? Like Utica now has a player that I think the buy-in is going to be there, right? You get traded, you're you're, you're going to buy in, right? I'm like, you know, you want to sort of prove that you still have it, you know. He he's gonna score some goals against the Blast. He's gonna score goals. Like that's not gonna be the problem. Utica did sort of trade who could potentially be one of his defensive runners in Quentin too. I I you know we're talking about the Mitovich side. You know Q sort of um, grinded to stay on that roster. You know for the two seasons he was there, came up with some big goals, did a lot of the dirty work for that team. That sort of out of the box score work. So. You know, I think, um, you know, they traded somebody else that could sort of help balance out this trade. It's it's fascinating for Utica because there there's there the defense was the problem before the trade, and they just sort of made it worse to make the offense better. Um, Miatovich slowed up the offense too last year. Uh, sort of at the point, right? So it's going to be a whole new offense this year. It's up to the manager, Everton, to sort of figure out how to put all the pieces together. Um, but yeah, it's the Achilles heel is going to be the defense. And I've got yeah. Andrew Coughlin on my fantasy team making saves. <laughs> he, he, he might have a lot of saves. He's that's what I was have a lot say. of saves. That's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. He's going to get like extra overtime because he's yeah. just going to be, be called uh, yep. to perform every time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But you know that that that's you know Matt put put in the chat if Utica fans would be less upset if his brother was signed. I I don't think one person's going to solve Utica's problem. Um, as, as far as the defense, I don't I don't think his brother's the answer either. He's not going to help Utica. <laughs> he wouldn't help yeah. Utica in the back. Yeah, I mean, if I'm questioning if he's going to help in, you know, the um the outlaws who have some defensive pieces, it's a bigger question if you were to go to Utica. So, I, yeah. 
But let, let's let's move over to Harrisburg because Harrisburg also was active today, and today they announced. Oh, they announced Joey Tavernisi today. I think Obasi they announced yesterday. But these two signings, how how big is it for them? Brad, let's let's go with you because you you you're closer to the Heat. Um, I think one more than the other. Uh, I think Tavernisi is a is a really good signing for them. I think that's a a great veteran player for them to kind of mix in with their young, talented group that they have there. Uh, he's going to score some goals for him. He's going to bring some leadership to him. Uh, so I think that's a really, really good signing for Harrisburg and Coach Healy. I think uh, he's really stringing together a good mix of veterans and younger players there at Harrisburg. And I think they're going to surprise some people this season. I really do. The Abbasi trade, I think that's a uh, that's a no content, no fluff, no brainer trade. To be honest with you, uh, you know we had him here in Baltimore. I think he played six games. Uh, he's been injured a lot last last few few years. And let's be honest, the even though they're getting new turf, that is about the worst field to play on in the MISL as far as injuries and stuff like that. MISL. So uh, <laughs> I think that's a no. No contest uh, second part to that. I don't think that's going to be uh, a factor at all. Let's get back to the missile. No, I'm kidding. Um, so so here, Phil, this yeah. is the lineup. Hugo in goal. Obasi okay. at the Sane in defense. The Prima, Francis, and Tavernisi in attack. Where does this yeah. team finish? So I, I, I think part of that, part of the heat is sort of the continuous effort of the whole team right it's not just the starters um there is sort of misalignment with uh, the skill for obasi has always been there but it, to me that sort of he doesn't fit what the heat sort of have come to represent in terms of the grind um now maybe uh if he gets healthy and, and plays he can add a different element to it but i agree mostly with brad and what he said i think joey will also you know just fits into that sort of workman mentality right um and, and no days off right like that's kind of the heat mentality you know if if you don't bring your a game against the heat you're gonna lose you know yeah. they, they they won't outskill you but they'll outwork you and then yeah. sometimes the skill kind of just takes over and, and that's when you see some of these 10 fours um you know some of the whoopings that they get um but the manager there is uh very good and you know he sort of knows the type of players he wants and he's gonna you know maximize whatever he can get out of the players uh you know hoxie and ty hall included as mentioned in the chat too um you know so i you know it's more of a the starting lineup is a starting starting lineups don't mean much in this league right no. like i mean they get shifted just, so frequently it's just yeah. it's just fun to think about who could be their starting lineup I don't think that's their starting lineup, Gio, just for the rest. I mean, it's just the guys who get named, right, right off the bat? Like, Yeah, I just picked them. I, I did the starting lineup. Let me live. Let you live? Let me live. Let me live in my fantasy world. Now, um, you know, I'd also, I'd sit there and argue, too, like, Hugo Silva starts over Vosvik, if Vosvik's coming back. Like, Vosvik was fantastic last he year. He was amazing, you know? Um, 
you know, you didn't, did you put Dom Francis in the starting lineup? I like did. you did put Dom Francis, um, you know, did, did, I, yeah. Yeah, right. No, there's so definitely like, there's definitely a few a few players that there. Yeah. There is there's I feel like the Heat are like a hidden overlooked team because of their past performances. But there are some hidden gems. I mean, we forget like a lot of good players actually have come out of the Heat. The Heat just produce talent, I feel. And because they don't get to hold on to this talent, they easily are overlooked, especially because everyone, like you say, Phil, just thinks of them as a work workman mentality you're not looking at the individual stars and eric you would be happy to know that i put him in the starting lineup and i agree with eric completely i think he's a stud uh he's i think he's gonna have a great season so my fantasy team once he again, is on your fantasy team yeah that's what i'm saying baby <laughs> All right, so let's dive into the lovely world of Twitter. <laughs> and one specific tweet. And this was kind of I, I directed to the Taiyu brothers. And in a, in a conversation, Derek Huffman said that, look how many trades they've had. They haven't won any championships. Initial, initial reactions, just off the bat. Hearing that, how do you feel about that? Winning championships is very hard. And it's not always just you. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the way that sports in the United States are constructed, right? They're just not all one player, with the exception of basketball, because basketball, you're on the court for the entire game, right? Like, I mean, I don't, I, that's not a thing to levy against a single individual. Um, that's my take on it. Brent? I agree. One player is not going to win you a championship. He's not not going to lose you a championship. Um, you know, you can't. Um, I mean, you can't deny his contribution to the teams that he's been on. Um, so to say, you know, eh, he's never won a championship. So whatever, you know, I think is is pretty ridiculous to be honest with you. So, so here's here's a, a a point. One player doesn't win your championship, right? But they but they lead your team, right? They lead your team. Look at Ian Bennett. Look at how Dantes did lead the blast a little bit at certain points. You know, you look at Drew Ruggles led his team from the back. So just just looking at how important an impact player, even if you look at the NBA as you mentioned, you know Jordan. Look at the NFL. A bunch of the quarterbacks put the team on their back, right? Well, so NFL is different, though. Like, right, you're right, you're right. It's, you're it's right. The, the NFL is so constructed around the quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance. Like, that's right. – I, I should have probably put them in to it as well. Like, trust me, I'm a Jets fan. Kind of like a quarterback. Right you don't now. have a chance. <laughs> just going to – Don't have a chance. I, 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 I am just going to say – I am just going to say that big players – lead their teams right and 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 we've said we've seen them lead teams to playoffs to finals games they've never gotten over that hump is it the way they lead or is it just circumstantial well hang on let me turn this question around for you guys if utica doesn't win a championship with frank is that a bad trade i don't uh, think so i don't think so no right i think if they place lower than where they placed might be not Frank as a whole, more so just yeah. 
in general. But it's not going to be like all we did about the Taiyu trade was talk about how light they are in defense. Is that his fault? No, no. Of course it is. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but that's that. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the point of it, right? Now, if they fix the defense, right, and they make the playoffs and they make a run, we're having a different conversation. But if they don't make the playoffs with Frank, but you know they've got a minus 21 goal difference like they had last year. Is that his fault? Maybe, maybe a couple goals, right? Maybe a bad mm-hmm. shift. Um, maybe he doesn't track a runner. Sure. But over a course of a season, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm, that... I'm more interested in the other, tr- in the other t- tweets that he had saying that they're going to finish below Harrisburg. That's a more fascinating conversation to me because it gets to everything else around the trade and he's probably looking his chops looking at the back line of Utica that he has to play. You know, he came came into Adirond during the playoffs, scored a couple goals during the playoffs. You know? So you're telling me that we're leaving some points on the board with our fantasy draft. We said that we said Derek Huffman was a tough <laughs> exclusion. We did. Oh, can we go back? Can, can we go back? <laughs> no, late. I mean, that, that's late. a great question. You We're know. already on the record. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, you know what? Actually, the, the point I was going to make about Harrisburg and, and Utica, we could probably come back to it just because we are about to dive into the preview. And what a way to start with all this action that we've had. And let's start with Utica, Mr. Filivanko. All right. So when you do team previews, right? You sort of, there's classic ways to do team previews, but we've got some questions that we're going to answer for every team. So the three of us are going to go around and talk about every team, and and we're going to answer these questions, right? When we talk about the season previews, the first question, we're going to say something nice about each team, right? Then we're going to talk about what sort of prevented them uh, or what's going to prevent them from success. Uh, One player that makes you want to watch this team every week. Uh, the ce- and then the ceiling and the floor, right? We're sort of going to do the overarching um, season outlook for each of these teams. I'm going to kick it off with Utica. We've talked a lot about it. So it's actually going to be a bit of a shortened season preview. Um, you know, we're going to say something nice about each team, right? So what can I say mm-hmm. nice about Utica? They're going to score a lot of goals this year, right? <laughs> this trade kind of, um, you know, they've brought one of the biggest profiles in this league to a very tiny town. That's huge for this team, right? So I'll say one thing nice about them. They're going to be fun to watch this year, for sure. Uh, The thing that's going to hold them back to defense, we covered that. No reason. Um, One player you want to watch. Okay, we've done the whole Frank stuff, right? But you want to watch Andrew Coughlin and Nett. He's a great goalkeeper in this league. You want to watch Nate Bordeaux. He is a maestro in the midfield, sort of setting the tone, um, you know, for midfield play. Um, you know, they're, they're, they've they turned over the team, um, you know, from these past few years. Um, you know, they're, they're really, they can get up and down for sure, right? But those are sort of the guys that make you want to watch. Um, Make them want to watch Utica, for sure. Um, the ceiling of this team, you know, it's difficult, right? So 
it's a seven team East four of them make the playoffs, right? Utica was sort of the last team in last year. Um, I'm sorry. The comments were the last team in, but you know, there was, they were off by a point, right? So Utica has to sort of maintain their level to just to make the playoffs this year, because, you know, Florida out Monterey in, right? So there's seven teams for, uh, four teams are going to make seven. All right. Can they make the playoffs? They need to fix the defense, right? That's the reason they fixed. That's the reason they're going to make the playoffs or not. And if they don't, that's going to come down to it, right? Obviously, injuries can affect anyone on this team, but those are the reasons why, whether or not they're going to make this team. Uh, another big question, if Gordy Gerson can kind of, you know, recapture last year's sort of, you know, magic. I, I think he takes a step back in terms of the goal producing. I don't know if he can sort of keep that up again last year. They're going to need more from sort of the depth pieces on the team. You know, um, Nelton DeAndrade, who was a great, uh, you know, newcomer. Um, they're going to need more from him. They're going to need more from Isaac. Um, you know, they're going to need more from all of these these depth pieces. Um, that they have on the team. Timmy Goldman's coming back. They're going to need more goals from him too. Hopefully that knee holds up. So that's kind of my preview. I'm going to give you an exacta. You know what an exacta is, Gia? Sure. No. It's a horse racing <laughs> bet. No, didn't know that. Brad, you want to tell him what an exacta is? Betting on first and second. Yep. You have to bet the first horse right and the second horse right. Combine them together, and that is an exact bet. So I'm going to give you a very specific prediction for Utica City this year. And my very specific prediction for Utica this year is Andrew Coughlin is going to lead the East in saves. That's fair. I think that's a good guess. Is that their saving? specific? <laughs> no, well, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, it's, it's, yeah. His, his performance will not dictate playoffs or not he might steal a game actually i take that back he might steal a game or two and that might be the difference yeah i'm i'm, I'm really curious to see how frank Dayu and gordy gerson are going to pair if if they're even ever on the field at the same time right but it'll be uh, i'll be really curious to see how they play with each other that sounded so bad sorry <laughs> brad all right let's, all right, who's let's next? brad is next with baltimore so Baltimore, um, kind of a question mark at this point, right? We haven't heard much from Baltimore. That's kind of been their MO for many, many years. Uh, there were some grumblings that maybe there'd be some announcements today. Didn't hear anything. Uh, we heard about the Taiyu trade and all that stuff. So still a bit of a question mark from Baltimore. There is, again, a lot of rumors flying around that there will be Quite a few veterans that Baltimore are are used to seeing that will not be there. Um, and again, we have I have direct quotes from Coach Bascom and owner Ed Hale that Baltimore is going younger and faster this year. Uh, I know they've signed some younger players already. So again, that roster is kind of still up in the air. Um that being said, uh, you know, Bascom, he knows how he wants to run the team. He has the kind of tactical 
thing how he wants to go. You know, Baltimore plays a very certain style, although that, that may change a bit with them getting, again, a little younger, a little quicker. That being said, they're still going to be solid defensively. Um, you know, everyone behind the ball that Baltimore usually plays. Um, so, yeah, as far as, you know, specific players, it's kind of hard to say because we don't know who's going to be on the roster right now. Um, so but the players we do know. The players we do know, right. So, you know, we know we're having our, the stalwarts back in Baltimore, Donatelli, Mello, uh, Juan Pereira, um, Jeremy Raley, uh, Mike Diesel. Um, so, you know, those guys, uh, um, uh, uh, Jamie Thomas, um, Josh is back. Mike. Um, so very good core, right? And, uh, the, the core that I just mentioned there, I mean, they're all fantastic indoor soccer players and been around for a while and know what they're doing. When you mix in some of the younger guys and then maybe some of the people that I have omitted, that could be the difference in how that goes for the, you know, as far as the blast move on this season. Um, so I think, you know, it's hard to say not, I mean, this is almost compared to a lot of the other teams, a big question mark because we know a lot more of the rosters from the other teams. So um, I, I think regardless with the core guys are getting back. I do think that they, um, I do think they're a playoff team. Uh, so somewhere in the top four, I think in the East. And, um, you know, we'll kind of see here in the next uh, week because, I mean, training camp opens on Monday. So we're going to, we're going to see who's in training camp come Monday. And then we'll have a better pick, a better, bigger picture on kind of the totality of where Baltimore is moving forward. All I'm saying is we need to we need to see playoff Santana. <laughs> it was such a firecracker to watch. <laughs> so are you guys worried? Let me ask you a question, right? Because obviously younger, faster sounds great, right, in theory. But is that really what Baltimore needs? Like younger, faster can only go. Like how fast can you be on that field? Like I don't think you need. really matter. I don't think you need younger faster. I think you need young young and possession based. I, I I think I think you need the youth for the quick transitions, but I think the team needs to be possession based because that that is I, I just can't picture Juan Mello keep in like three younger, faster players, quote unquote, right? Playing on a big field. It's just gonna be disjointed. The, the rhythm is going to be different for M- Melo and Juan can play one touch football. Yeah, of course they can, but can they get up and down the field as quick as the younger guys? Right. And maybe that's the plan. Maybe it's, it's, it's their thinking on the away games and not the home games. I mean, I, that's what I think. Ahead, you, I think you need younger, faster. Um, okay. It's been a couple years now where, you know, it's almost felt like we're, maybe a couple of years behind of where it probably should have happened. Um, and although Baltimore's always possession based and slow the game down and all that, that, you know, that doesn't work all the time. And you, again, you, you, to my point, when you start getting on the bigger fields, getting caught in transition, all that good stuff, I think it's a good change is always tough, right? No, no one really likes change. And I think, I think some Baltimore fans here 
I'm going to have some heartburn coming up here, but I think change is good. And I think um, it's for the betterment of the club moving forward. Here's a hot take. I think Baltimore needs trigger-happy players. Because I swear I pulled my hair out. And this is why my hair is the way it is right now. Throughout the season, because as many times as I would just scream at the TV or at the game, shoot the ball. Just shoot the ball, please. That's like Baltimore just, they just love to overpossess. And even when they were on the big fields and they didn't overpossess and they just had the few opportunities far in between, they didn't pull the trigger. We just need people to pull the trigger. That that being said, that being said, we do have to remember they made it to the Ron Newman Cup championship last year. Yeah, right? but didn't so, win it. So, well, neither did 16 other teams or 15 other teams. So. Yeah, but we're talking about Baltimore. We can't just – we can't just – Use the rest of the league to to, to prop up. Would you be Would you be shocked if Baltimore doesn't make the playoffs? No, with the turnover. Oh, the playoffs? No, yes, I would. I would. You would be the playoffs. Yeah, I thought. I sorry, my head automatically went to win the championship. (laughs) No, 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 no. They aren't. They aren't. I I would. I I think it's unlikely, but I wouldn't be shocked with all the turnover if they don't make the playoffs. I, I I don't. Just listening to the build, right? I wouldn't, and, and you know, we'll find out at the end of the year. But I would build a different team than what they're young and fast to me. Like they built, they they made the playoffs last year in their home form, right? They have an, a, a superior advantage. Um, Although for home, this next team might change that. Understood, but like that's their that's their bread and butter, right? Win all their home games and make the playoffs. Um, so I, I'm, I'm be fascinated. I'll be fascinated. And, and, beat, younger, and, faster beat, and beat Milwaukee two games in a row in in Milwaukee. That was that was incredible. That, that was, was incredible. incredible. Yeah. I right, so, didn't mention that in his tweets. No, he didn't mention he didn't, that in the tweets. He didn't mention that. <laughs> oh, well, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about Got Bruno. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. See, I could do the Disney stuff, but but any other sports, I'm SOL. All right. So. Let's talk about another team in the East that's going to have the small arena, and that is the replacement for Florida, Monterrey. Monterrey is going to have a small arena, so I think that might be negating some of the blast success on the away and home (laughs) front, although they barely play each other. That's beside the point. One nice thing to say about Monterrey, I think Monterrey is a much better team compared to who they are or who they were last year just because of some of the pieces they added and so i should say some of the pieces they got back right so so edgar huge piece for them for a long time went to play for savage and now has returned home right they got john ponce from from chihuahua ismael rojo from san diego medina So, so these are i think pretty important pieces for monterey uh, and, and they brought some young guys from from up up uh, Tacoma, right? Alan Crespo, Chiva Ramirez. These are some players that will add something different. And not to not to forget, I think this is a, a top player that just joining them. But Armin Reese, right? He from San Diego. He he was such such a good player for San Diego. We know what he's done for with Sonoda. So only adding him to what already is an existing solid Monterrey squad, I think, is only going to help. So I think they have, based off of the trades they've gotten and the players that are coming back from their current, their last year's roster, 
is just already a better team. But they're going into the East. <laughs> so that sucks for the East. <laughs> things, though, that I noticed from Monterey, if I could just jump in here real quick, and uh, they have a weird schedule, right? They play more of the West. They're in the East. They, they play, only play Baltimore one time. They only play Utica one time. They only play Harrisburg one time. They only play Kansas City two times. The only team they really have a full slate in the East against is Milwaukee, who, quite frankly, could be the best team in the East um, right at this point. Um, they have Chihuahua six times. So I think people need to oh, – don't get me wrong. The roster looks great. Slow the roll a little bit on Monterey, you know, walking away with the East. Um, well, because I think they, they have a before we even, difficult before, schedule. Before we even get to, to walking away with the East, I, I, I think, yes, they play eight games with the East, and the rest of their games are with the West, right? That That's maybe just the balancing act. I, I, I still think we need to really worry about if we're talking about the east we need to focus on the east games because that's what's going to prevent some teams moving into the playoffs and potentially them moving into the playoffs and and like you said if we were to to go with last year's conference and just stick it into this you could really just switch out florida and monterey and you would get the same four teams going on, moving on if we were just to say as is right as is continuing as business as usual but that's not, that's not the case. Obviously, teams are going to play it, and they're going to see who's who's the best on the, on the field. But I, I think the one thing that's going to prevent Monterrey, and I know I'm going to get some backlash on this, but those eight games that they're going to play against us, or not us, but the East, is just they're not used to playing the East teams anymore, right? I know some people brought up La Raza. They, they, they used to play in the East. Um, some people have brought up Monterrey playing Milwaukee and Baltimore in finals and playoffs and all that. Yeah, that's great. But we're talking about playing the East eight times throughout your season. And not to mention the travel time. You're going to travel a bunch in the West. You're going to travel a bunch in the East. I feel like Monterrey probably has the toughest schedule as far as travel, as far as just playing different styles. I mean, you're going to play, you're going to do a, a back-to-back in the West, and then you're going to go and travel to Baltimore. That's like, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't, I, I think their schedule might be the toughest in, in all the leagues, they, to be honest. They have almost half of their games against Chihuahua and Milwaukee. Yeah. I, I think are arguably the two best teams in their conferences. But as I mentioned, the one player that's really got me excited to watch him is going to be Edgar. I think him coming home to, to Monterrey is going to be good for them. I think he's going to put up points. If he could stay fit and if he could do what he was doing in the the WMF World Cup, I think it's gonna he's going to be a fun player to watch. Um, and Walter Ayubi, he's, he was, he'll be back. He's been training with them. He looks in great shape. He was such a fun defensive player to watch, and I, he sets the tone. He's not afraid to stand somebody up or go in for that 50-50. He was, and even just his possession. I think he's going to be a, a fun player to watch. Ceiling and floor for this team. I'll say this. I'll be surprised if they don't make the playoffs, but I won't be surprised if they don't win the East, if that makes sense. So they'll make the playoffs. 
I can't say they'll win the East, but I could see them winning the East. I think just based on their schedule alone, I think it's going to be very difficult to win the East. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't think I have a single team just flat out winning the East. I, th- I do. I, Milwaukee? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, that's I all just, right. No, that's cool. That's yeah. what we're doing. We're previewing the, we're previewing the East. I, 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 there is, there, I think the congestion is below Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee's the team to beat, and then I think from about two to six is a glut, and then, you know, the seventh place team. Um, but I, 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 that's where I see the congestion. To your point, Gio, I, I do think what you're saying, the, the biggest range of outcomes, and I think it's just the unknown because of schedule, because everything you guys said, the biggest range of outcomes in the East is Monterey. And I think that's kind of, you know, the most succinct way to put that. Because I could, I could easily see them losing all six to Milwaukee as much as I could see them winning all six against Milwaukee. I'm pretty sure at the end of the day, they're going to end up splitting it home and home, right? But still, even if it's a split, that's a, that's a, that's a big number of points for both of those team, respective teams, right? I mean, you're only playing you know, five other games against the East and then everything else is six games against Chihuahua. Oh yeah, you're gonna play Empire. Oh yeah, you're gonna play San Diego. It's not it's not a walk in the park for for um Monterrey when they go play the East. I think Monterrey just has it tough because they're gonna be playing the best of the best in both conferences. Which might be best for them in the playoffs. Perhaps. Because they'll be having to perform. But I think we have beating beat the dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's what these shows are for. They're for beating dead horses, right? It's in the entire sports talk industry is well, built we, around beating dead horses. We just we just talked about horses twice. Yeah, and an exacta, <laughs> and exacta, and we beat one. That's terrible. Uh, <laughs> Phil, let's let's jump yeah. into the next team. The St. Louis Ambush, right? That's who I've got. Yep. Okay. So the St. Louis ambush last year, nine wins, 13 losses, two overtime losses, minus 17 goal difference. So I'm going to say one thing nice about the ambush. William SK is so fun to watch. He's so good. I'm going to combine that and the one player that makes me watch. Like he's just, he, he honestly, if he dragged St. Louis into the playoffs last year, he would have, he should have been in some MVP conversations because that's how good he was towards the back end of the season. The one thing that's going to prevent this team from success this year, it's the same thing that prevents them from success pretty much every year. It's top end talent, right? Last year, they beat Kansas City once. Last year, they beat Milwaukee once, right? These are the teams that they play the most often. They have to get more wins against these teams straight up, right? That's sort of the season, right? They have a wonderful rivalry with Kansas City. They play each other 38 times a year, right? They play Milwaukee 34 times a year. They need to start beating these teams. Now, they've sort of added some pieces, which is we talked about in previous episodes, right? Um, That player from the competing league that sort of is coming over to St. Louis. They've added a few more pieces from different uh, parts of uh, the MASL. I see Skylar Funk here on the roster from the Zombie Tropics, right? Um, you know, so they're building um, 
you know, they're, they're, they've got pieces, but they are lacking the high-end talent, right? That sort of propels them to the next level, right? JT Thomas is, is listed here, going to be back for another year recovering from, I think it was a knee, I think it was an ACL, right? You love to see it, right? He's kind of one of these guys that can uh, pot home the big goals, right? To push them, right? Because that's St. Louis's sort of narrative, right? Middle of the road, right? What's They've got to figure out how to get to that next step, right? And it's sort of the collective rising up because, you know, we need to see more from Marcel Barry, who's a great player, right? Need to see more from him. Yeah, need to see more from Robbie Cristo, right? Great player. Need to see more, right? Um, Richard Sherman, too, sort of got back to St. Louis after a season of, you know, merry-go-round with trades and stuff like that, right? Needs the sort of step up. Um, and, you know, we're the goalie, too, right? Uh, Paulo Nascimento is back from his injury, too. It takes two years for the ACLs to sort of come back. So we'll see where sort of he is. The ceiling for this team? playoffs right that's probably the goal for jeff locker and his team right they want to make the playoffs this year that's the goal will they do it it depends on those games right those those 52 games against kansas city and milwaukee right that's going to kind of determine their season um and the floor is, is missing the playoffs again right the floor is sixth place the floor is seventh place right if a couple things go wrong injuries happen to this team that's that's kind of where they stand um, you know, they're, they're sort of, you know, they're, 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 they're the Fulham of the MASL, <laughs> right? They're, oh my gosh, they're just there. Shout. They're there. What a shout. Good comparison. Phil. I like that. I, you know, I, I did my homework, man. I didn't know. We, you thought we were just going on vibes here. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, so, so Brad, let's, let's go across the I-90. What is it? I seventy. I seventy. Nobody seventy to over country. I seventy to Kansas City, and I hope Eric is here to 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 call you out. No, I'm kidding. Brad, give us the breakdown on Kansas. City. Wait for the text. Yeah, Kansas City, exciting team, right? They got uh, moving uh, Stefan into the full time coaching position. Um, signing Vandegrift was a big move off season. Uh, signing uh, Debray Holloman on off season. To go along with already, you know, Sosa and Sousa and, uh, all, you know, all the other pieces there in Kansas City, um, they have obviously the pieces to be a fantastic team. I think Kansas City has been a team of underachieving maybe the last few years, right? Um, the talent was there and they just weren't getting the the job done. and. Whether that gets fixed this year, we'll see. I think, um, again, Vandergriff, good move to solidify the back. Um, you know, he's not going to score goals for you, but he's a good stay-home defenseman, uh, which will help them. Um, you know, they're great back, great, although controversial maybe, in the in the goalkeeping position. Um, you know, Zach up front scoring goals. They're a dangerous team. They really are a dangerous team. Um, Ceiling for them, obviously, I think they, I think they have to make the playoffs, right? I think if they don't make the playoffs this year, I think that will be a failure for them as an organization. 
I think they really need to make the playoffs. Like I said, I think they've kind of underachieved the last few years. So uh, that is my ceiling for them. And obviously, bottom for them, making the playoffs, I just I just don't think is an is an option for them this year. And it would be a massive disappointment if they are not a playoff team. I wonder if there's pressure on the coach. It's, you know, Stefan Stoikic to make the playoffs, whether he feels it internally or there's external, right? Because he's, he's there. The player that departed that position was just sort of omnipresent, right? Coaching and playing, right? And now that Leo Gibson has moved on, that is, that is a crater that needs to be filled. They've gotten some great pieces, um, but it never really clicked last year, right? Yeah kind of barely squeaking into the playoffs um so you know i i wonder if there's pressure that he feels that he has to make the playoffs this year well i mean we had him on right and and, yeah and that was what he said it's like yeah the goal is the playoffs and ultimate goal is to win to win the ron newman cup and obviously that's a that's a big claim but i feel like they're a team that that can do it with the talent they have is just they have it and hopefully he can fix that <laughs> well if you're a kansas city fan right i'm a neutral yeah the talent here it's just a matter of them kind of meshing it together you know they got to mesh together they got to stay together they can't get involved in the antics right it's it's sometimes you know they live rent free right in kansas city's head right you gotta st- you gotta just play you know, you got to let your talent take over. You know, you can't you can't let all that other crap sort of distract you from wins. That's that's part of the reason why they are where they are. So, so here, I, I, you you mentioned that, uh, Brad. You mentioned that if they don't make it into the playoffs, the organization is 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 a fail. Who sits then from the playoffs? Right, like. Well, let me just let me just add one more thing to this, right? And that's Kansas City's schedule. If you look at their schedule, right? Six games against the ambush, right? Six games against yeah, the ambush. That's like saying six games against the Heat. Well, they they played. I mean, they played six games last year against the ambush, right? And part of that St. Louis's problem. If St. Louis has taken a jump, that's you know that's that's. You know that's not going to help Kansas City. It's not going to help Milwaukee either, right? Right. But all, but but on the flip side of that, right? Only one game against Milwaukee. Only one game against Baltimore. Um, only two games against uh, Monterey. So their schedule is pretty favorable, I think, um, compared to some other teams. So again, I think that kind of goes into the whole. I think it would be a disappointment if they weren't a playoff team this year. That's fair. And you mentioned Milwaukee, so let's let's dive into Milwaukee, especially because we have Huffman here, and he might call me out on some stuff, but it's all good. Uh, <laughs> root for it, frankly. No, I, honestly, I think, you know, off the back, the nice thing to say is Milwaukee is, I think, the favorite, the favorites to win the East, right? They, they were already an established team, and then you're adding pieces. Carvalho is, is huge. Oliveira is huge. I mean, it's just just adding these names to an already stacked roster. Like, if you don't win the East, I would probably say it's a fail. <laughs> I, I don't disagree, honestly. I mean, I don't like disagree, like I, I I know I said earlier like I could see Monterrey taking it, and, 
it, the East is up in the air, but you are a favorite. It, it, your performance you had last year, and then you add those pieces, you are a favorite. In if if you go out to win, or sorry, go out and lose the East, automatic fail. The the one thing I think that might prevent the team from quote unquote being successful is that unknown. I think it's it's one is Monterrey and two like those slip ups they had in, in last season. You know they had those one off games where it, whether it's due to either cards or injuries that just affects them. But now you have a deeper roster, so maybe maybe not. But you know that unknown of playing Monterrey six times might be the difference. You know, we talked about it already that splitting is still not a good thing. So now you got to go into Monterrey and win those games. You got to go into Baltimore and win those games. So it's 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 going to be, I think, the away games for them that are that are going to be key for them. Uh, players, I mean, the whole freaking roster is going to be fun to watch. Just the, the team has been fun to watch, and you can't single out one player. I mean, Derek will be fun to watch both on the field and on Twitter. So just. There. <laughs> Ceiling, got to win the East. Nothing below that. You have to win the East. If if you don't win the East, it's a fail, I think. Floor, not winning the East. <laughs> it's, it's simple. It's yeah. simple. That is the goal. Look, they got, again, they got a favorable schedule. They got the ambush five times. They have Dallas four times. Favorable schedule. Yeah, I... Is is that a hindrance though? Is it like okay, you're, you're you know you have Monterey who's going to be playing Chihuahua, who's going to be playing Milwaukee six times, and then you have them playing teams that I, we actually don't know how Dallas is going to be, but let's assume it's Dallas of last year, right? Does that hinder their their readiness for the playoffs? It's a good question. I, I think you can only play the schedule in front of you, obviously, right? Uh, Arena soccer, that those back-to-back games, those turfs, right? Milwaukee's so deep, they can probably rest some players. Nobody likes to rest. I get it, right? <laughs> um, you know, that game in San Diego last year when I was advocating to rest some players, um, and they didn't. Um, you know, so, so no one likes to rest. I get it, right? Your paycheck's on the line. But, no, I think they're too good for this. I think they're annoyed at last year, um, the way it ended. You know, like like we said before, that was an upset, right? Baltimore going in and beating Milwaukee oh, two games for sure. Like, there, that's you know, that's got to annoy that entire team. Um, so I, I think they're going to play the schedule in front of them. I think they're, um, you know, and I, I'm sort of taking liberties with personalities and and motivations, which is really stupid to do. But you know, like they're they're going to they're the big dogs in the East, right? And everyone's going to give them their best shot. And I think the mentality this year is to go out and sort of, you know, erase last year. So, so, so before we move on to Harrisburg, I just want to uh, comment on Derek's or on Eric's um post. Was said, and I quote, "Geo, it's time to get back on the Dallas bandwagon." I think when I was cheering for them, they performed a lot better. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 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 All right, let's go to Harrisburg. Brad, take it away. Uh, Harrisburg, I think they're going to be a surprise in the East this year. They're making some really good moves like we t- kind of talked about earlier, right? They're Tavernisi signing, um, Chuga Silva signing, 
So, again, that veteran mix to go along with kind of their younger guys that they have in there. Still have Don Francis in there. Uh, Thetsani is in there. Uh, Deprima is in there. They, they've got some really interesting pieces. And I think they're going to surprise some people. Now, ceiling for Harrisburg. Wow. That's a if big they, question, right? Yeah. If they were to squeak in the playoffs, I think that would be <laughs> huge, right? Huge. 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 Um, if they could squeak into that four spot, massive props to Coach Healy and, and the Heat. Uh, do I think they have enough to do that? I I don't think so. But I think they're going to be much improved. And like Phil said at the beginning of the show, if you don't bring it when you play Harrisburg, you're going to lose. Um, Baltimore found out three times last year. Where you they found out once. Yep. Just stunk it up. Stunk it up. And Harrisburg will take it to you. So um ceiling, right? Maybe, maybe squeaking in that number four spot. Um floor for them. You know, they've kind of been the basement dwellers for the last few years. Um, I think that would be I think that'd be a down year for them this year. I I think they're a, I think they're better than that this year. So so here here uh, how does how does Harrisburg finish over St. Louis? Can they finish over St. Louis? Can they finish over if Utica has a stinker? Sorry. Uh, can they I I think so. I think so. Um I don't see it. I, I don't see it. I think I think we've got well, let's do it this way. Who's our four playoff teams, right? We've previewed all seven. Yeah. Right? We've got Milwaukee in. Yep. Right? We have Monterey in. Yep. Kansas City. Yeah. And who's the fourth team? Gio, who's your fourth team? Hold on. Give me that. Give me a second. Give me a second. Oh, geez. We're going to do this now? No, no. Huh. No, no. All right. No, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um. Is it Baltimore? Is it St. Louis? Is it Utica? Is it Harrisburg? I, we don't think it's Harrisburg. We don't. I don't think it's Harrisburg. I don't think it's St. Louis. Right. It, it really is a toss-up between Utica and Baltimore. Um, I'm going to lean. Baltimore. I have Milwaukee, I have Milwaukee, Baltimore, Kansas City, um, Monterey. Not in that order, but that's the that's sure. The that that is well, no, not in that order. For me, it would be Milwaukee, Monterey. Kansas City and Baltimore squeaks in barely. I don't know. I don't know who does it. I think I've got. I mean, I've got Milwaukee one. I've got Kansas City two. I don't love so. So I would have said Baltimore to be, at the beginning of the show, and then I listened to sort of the preview, and I don't love the way they're constructing their team at all. Um, however, you don't declare Baltimore dead until they're actually dead. Um, that's one thing I've certainly learned. I don't know. And the Monterey schedule sort of is, you know, is the concern, right? They have to kind of, so I, you know, I don't know. I I think those are my four teams. It's just so many Um, questions in the air. I mean, if we look at the roster that Baltimore has right now, their goalkeeper is not William Benzella. Their goalkeeper is Mike, right? They play different with Mike and goal. So we don't even know if it's that. Well, I'm saying if we were to look at the roster that it is right now, right? Taking that that in consideration, 
it's that's a that's a tough question. And then Utica has their problem with the defense, and it's like honestly, just flip a coin on that. Yeah, but we're the show of record. We have to make these decisions. Oh, okay. Well, then you have to say you're for Gio. Well, you know what? Because Baltimore and Utica are going to be splitting points. Freaking Harrisburg gets it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> nah, I will go. Well, Harrisburg. I, Harrisburg comes up with Harrisburg. Harrisburg will pick off a couple teams for sure. Oh yeah, um, crazy, that's going to happen. I I think sort of over. I I do think Milwaukee and Kansas City kind of run away a little bit from the rest of the pack. I think the schedule kind of keeps Monterey in the mix. I, I the great unknown is that Baltimore team, right? Um, because just that construction scares me. It, it's, you know, it, it's going young and playing on that field and, and, and trying to create a fast team on a tiny field doesn't make any sense to me. I'm just, I'm and now, now we may not have two goals. We might have a brand new goal. A brand new goal. Right. Well, like, that's wild. Yeah. Let's just, yeah. So I'm just going to say Baltimore just because. Majority of their core players are going to be back. So with that, their style might not change as much. Next year, when their core players are cut in half again, no. All right. Brad. That's the East. No. You're, 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 you're agreeing? You're in-, in, in my four? Yeah. Yeah, I have, uh, I have not, not in this order, but I have Kansas City, Milwaukee, Baltimore, and Monterey. As Phil said, that's the East. <laughs> that's the East. And we'll do the West next week. Do you like how we posed these questions and Brad answered them once? Yes. In three previews? Yes. yes. Yeah. I love Just it. Just didn't follow the rules. Brad, follow the rules. I'm a rule breaker, <laughs> Phil. I'd see that. <laughs> Everyone, next week we'll be we're talking about the East and hopefully maybe the West. getting... Sorry, the West. The West. Jeez, the West. And hopefully maybe getting Geo back on the Dallas bandwagon. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. Everyone, make sure you subscribe. Next week. Share it. Like it. Comment it. Do all of the above. Have yourself a great night. Peace. You got your peace in. <laughs> <laughs> Stop recording. That was a good show. <laughs>